Welcome back, pirate crew. I really hope that all you powder monkeys, gunners, sailing masters, cooks and surgeons really liked my first podcast. Um, this is number two and I did promise you uh, the reason to disclose the reason of how I got started on this podcast uh, in the first place. So today's episode is going to be like about that. First, I'll just do a quick roll check to see who of my symptoms are joining us today? So who's going to take the captain in the crazy little pirate world? Uh, roll check. We have Gimp the Hand, present, left-hand side. Uh, this morning we had, we were joined by Fossy Hands. Now we didn't go into this the other day. Fossy Hands are a little bit of jazz hands, you know, a little bit of fun. Um, they generally just get a little bit itchy and stuff, so you find yourself kind of doing the fossy flick hands. And I know a few of you are doing it while well, I'm just even mentioning this because you can't help it. So is she dancing or is it her hands annoying her? We may never know. Uh, freight Train, which is also known as the Public tra- Transport Dribble Coma, who you did meet last week, did make an early appearance earlier this morning. Um, Billy Ray Bladder, always present. Uh, Becky, Becky, are you here? Yeah, drunken sober Becky brain is more than likely here, so we're going to have the bit of bit of weird speech here and there. She just pops up when she feels like it. But so far, that's it today. So not too bad in the symptoms list. Um, so here we go. Anyway, today's episode, um, I hope isn't too dark for some of you, but I think it's really important to explain how I got to this point. I was, um, I'd been listening to a few podcasts for a little while. Uh, there's one, uh, called, uh, I think it's just MS sucks. Uh, it's brilliant podcast also has moments of darkness. Um, the guy on there put me on to, um, the podcast, um, recording. I use the anchor system like he does the anchor platform. It's really easy to use. Um, and he just made it sound really easy to do. It was something that I'd been kind of considering, but wasn't really sure if I had anything to say and, and what I would even talk about. I just wasn't clear until some point in, uh, it was either late October last year or early November. Um, so I'm going to paint the scene. I did post about this on Facebook. So some of you are going to be a little bit up on this. Some of you may have missed that post. Um, but I think it's really important to hear me actually say this bit because a lot of people just don't understand. And it's certainly something that I never thought I'd I'd know about until it did happen to me. Um, we're going to be talking about bladder issues today. So this is fully dedicated to Billy Ray, who really, um, since about my first year of diagnosis, Billy Ray's ever present. And really, it, it can go from, as I did go through it the other day, it can just be a sudden urge to get to a loo and get there fast, um, to complete just losing bladder control. Um, Never had it happened to the extent of which I'm going to tell you now. So here we are, late October. I just finished work. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be someone who is able to work at this point in my journey. 
Um, and I work with incredibly lovely people. It's a really supportive workplace where I'm able to talk about my disability quite openly and quite regularly. And, um, you know, they even sometimes help me name a few of my uh, symptoms when I get new ones and we you know, have a bit of a giggle about it all. So uh, I was working a little bit later than normal. Um, I, I wandering off, walking up towards where I get my park, uh, um, where I get my bus from. So I was wandering up there and um, I just want to kind of really take into that moment. So it was still light because of, you know, we're in that period of um, of the summer where it's nice and bright over here and you can still see things around about 6pm. Um, and this journey took me back to being, you know, 13 years old and having to buy my tampons for the very first time and absolutely sure everyone was looking at me at that point. That's why I've included um, today's song, um, which is uh, in the prelude there. Uh, I think it's, oh, I'm not quite sure what I've actually called that one, but um, you'll get to hear it. The first one is all about that's that moment and the embarrassment that uh, most young women do experience when first going through, you know, their periods and absolutely convinced the whole entire world somehow knows and knows what's going on and with me I was one of those kids where quite often it was um, reasonably obvious because I was the kid always with the jumper tied around the waist like it's just the story of my life. So um, how we got there I was walking up towards my bus and um, I had oh, maybe one second of warning of hang on we need to go we're talking number ones here just for anyone wondering um so and that was it so it was like I need to be I need to be holy shit I'm peeing and I'm I'm in public right I have underwear on because you know who goes to work without undies that would just be a little bit well you know I mean if that's your thing that's fine no judgment here just certainly wasn't where I was at at that point in my life. There was definitely underwear involved and I was wearing them at that point in time. So here I am, I'm walking up to the bus and all of a sudden I'm acutely aware that I'm peeing. So I, like, I just kind of stopped and tried to do like this awkward, awkward little shuffle, little bit bunny hop kind of back. So I'm near this wall as like I'm acutely, like I'm peeing, I'm standing up and I'm in the middle of, you know, a street and I'm peeing and I'm, oh my God, so humiliated, so embarrassed. And then I'm like, what do I do? Like, I've got an hour commute to get home. There's, there's buses, there's trains, there's a lot involved coming up in my very near future. So... I wander into Aldi and um, thinking, okay, we'll just, we'll grab some of those, you know, disposable, um, you know, undies. I've seen them. You've seen them on the yards. You know, the lady stands there and she's all a bit fabulous. And she's like, you wouldn't even know I was wearing them. And she's doing a nice little kind of, you know, feeling down the side of her hips, checking herself out. She's feeling fine. She's looking good. Bullshit bullshit. I can tell you right now, Aldi, do not stock those kinds 
of uh, disposable underwear. In fact, what happened next just piled on. And this was the after this experience, after I'd got through it, was the point that I was just like, oh, there's going to be a photo shoot and everything at some point involving these. Because you know what? The world of adult disposable underwear has a lot to answer for. So I'm in Aldi. I get the one brand that they have. I shuffle up towards the um, counter. Of course, I also, um, you know, do a bit of an impulse buy. Um, I got a cooling pillowcase that uh, I didn't really need. I have that many things in my pillow library. It was ridiculous, but I reverted back to that 13-year-old where you were so embarrassed and you were convinced that the shop attendant knows that this is all about you and everyone in the line and they're all staring at you. So you do try and cover up your little purchase. Uh, You know, when I was 19, it was chocolate and reflection. That would have been a lot better. And I'm also very envious of people that uh, live in places where they can just buy their bottle of wine or in this case, G&T might have been a better one. And also their, you know, disposable undies and go through a checkout because they want to have a bit of a drink afterwards because they've just been through a goddamn traumatic experience. But I didn't, I don't live in a place like that. And um, so the cooling pillowcase, it was. So I've then got these fabulous disposable incontinence underwear, um, I check out, I pop them under my arm and I waddle myself back to work um, because of there's just no way I could have done an hour commute without doing something about my um, underwear situation at this point. And I had no idea what was going on. I didn't know if Billy Ray was going to come back and unload on me yet again whilst I was riding public transport. Um, as I mentioned, like, I just wasn't in a place that I'm about to go free with nature. Um, You know, there's definitely been times in my life where I probably would have, but this was absolutely not that moment in life. And really, you just can't trust Billy Ray. So the situation would have got worse had I not taken my nice little disposable undies and waddled back to work. Now, so I wandered back in um, to work. And um, I'm thinking, okay, I've got the vision of the lady with the nice undies, you know, doing a little, you know, you can't even tell I'm wearing them, that woman. So I'm like super thinking, okay, this is going to be all right. We've got this. So I go into one of the bathrooms to go and get changed. Uh, As I pulled out the disposable underwear, oh my God, at this point, I had burning tears and they weren't related to my Betty Davis eyes. These were deep tears of shame, like they, they were heat and I was like, what is going on? These, these are like really wrong pull-up nappies and as I, I do promise you a photo shoot, which is going to be spectacular, so you do understand, but uh, that's Still a little while off because I've got to try and get people who can take the good photos and deal with um, just how horrendous these things are. Um, So I was looking at them 
they're like pull-up nappies of like an x-rated version that that's what we're dealing with here to paint a picture um like i'm 41 i was humiliated at this point i cannot express enough how humiliating and how low i felt in this particular moment in time like i know it's a bit dark probably should have told you we were getting this dark um so i'm there i'm i'm in a toilet at work luckily you know we're we're well into past 6 p.m now and the building was empty well i mean there was no one in the loose or lurking about so i didn't have to actually deal with anyone so i was free to um sob away quietly not at all quietly disclaimer i was probably howling to be perfectly honest and um and i'm there looking at these things like this is this is not like um the you know period experience at all i'm thinking at this point like i mean you hear all these stories like this is a ridiculous thing right incontinence and bladder leakage particularly not that uncommon like we've got the lady with the ads in her fancy pants remember that no one can see um so many women and i'm sure there are a lot of men that actually um suffer with this but we hear that over something like over 50 percent of women that have given after giving uh, birth um have the odd issues that you know whether it be sneezing or laughing or just, you know, going for a bit of walk and, oops, a little bit of pee came out. Incontinence in adults isn't spoken about, particularly if you're only, you know, well, I'm now 41. I've been letting people know that I have the odd issue and all of that, um, well, pretty much since it first surfaced. Um, so, you know, from my mid-30s, really, has been something that I have actually disclosed to people um, but I'm always a bit careful about how it, because people people get a little bit weird when we talk a little bit about we, which is a little bit strange. Like some of the other things you can come out with and that doesn't seem to phase people. Like, you know, got drunk, threw up in a street corner, you know, just leaned over and kept partying, did another shot. Not a problem. Can have conversations like that. Talk about spew all days, particularly when you're drunk. No worries at all. But the second you say, oh, oops, little bit away you know had a little bit of chat about that people start to get visually uncomfortable and i feel here as my drunken pirate duty to make people a little bit uncomfortable because you know what if this is happening to me and i've got a disability i haven't even had kids could you imagine what we'd be dealing with if i had kids it could be niagara falls all the time god only knows a bit like a faucet like would i have to become a card carrying member of the plumbers union because i'd be calling them out all the time to fix up there like ridiculous but not something that i have to you know deal with all the time every day this is not you know billy ray generally is just there to the point of the irritation of that quick oh got to get to the loo um, which I'm told by, you know, some of my friends who are just aging that, oh, well, no, that that's just kind of getting old as well. So I imagine that this is going to get a lot more fun for me. Um, and hopefully by then, I don't know, I'll be in partnership with someone that can design these underwear. Because let me describe them. So if you picture like a child's nappy, right? So I want you to picture that in your head. Okay, now I want you to 
inexplicably on the side panels, just remove them, make them sheer, like the overall paper um, part still there, holding it together, obviously, but it needs that needs to be see-through, right? So now you should have a nice image of like uh, uh, the nappy panel from the front to the back, you know, and you've got your sheer sides. So, yep, you got that. Excellent. Now I want you to take the back of that and inexplicably make it very narrow. So you're not quite that G-string. You like the swimwear that all the women, like all the young kids are apparently wearing this season. You know, it's not quite a G-string. It's not quite, you know, the cheeky thing. It's somewhere in between. Now I want you to put that into the incontinence world. So you've got sheer sides, you've got this almost a G-string thing happening. Um, you know, the front is a little bit wider and no, they weren't on backwards. I did look several times, but the part there, and I kind of wondered like, are these just designed for men or whatever? No, 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 these are absolutely unisex. I went through these with a fine comb after when I got home. This is what I'm wearing. Like I'm 41 and I am wearing some kind of, you know, stripper diaper. Like what was that? Like, oh my God, so embarrassing. So, ah, just heart-wrenching. Just going, um, what is happening here? What the hell? Having any disability is fucking hard. I'm sorry for people that don't swear. And I'm, I really, I hope you don't have kids in the car if you are listening to this, but there's just no other word. It's soul crushing in moments like this. Um, there are the hot tears. There's just loneliness and isolation and just grief. Like the grief I think that I dealt with at this point was Oh, just full on. And it's, um, you know, it, it um, it's moments like this where you kind of need to find something, like just a moment of glimmer and hope. Um, luckily for me, um, at that moment in, you know, absolute horror in my new stripper nappy that I had on at this point, so I got myself together, popped that in, and I thought of um, a dear, she was a student, now she is a brilliant friend um, and someone I am so incredibly proud of. Um, my friend has also has a disability. She'll be coming on. She's going to be one of my, um, you know, first mates or quartermaster on one of my episodes. Uh, she has a condition called EDMS. No, I've said it wrong. E EDS? Yes, EDS. I think that's what it's called. Um, and it's a horrendous condition, uh, which in the period that I have known her has robbed her from um, being a full standing, um, able to move around quite easily, to now she is um, predominantly wheelchair chair bound. Um she is one of my, as I mentioned, she's one of my former um, dance students and she organised a fabulous, and it was at this point, I, and luckily I'd just been speaking to her that day or the day before as she was pulling together 
this amazing show full it was like a variety act um with everything from spoken word through to burlesque um circus the whole lot um but only using artists that have uh, identify having disabilities and it was moments in this and particularly for not just for young people but for women like me that um get diagnosed later on in life and you lose a section of you there's there is a version of me that people I've now met will never meet. And there's a version of me that exists in people's minds and, you know, friends that I haven't seen for years um, that that moves differently to the way I move. And whether that be physically or just through life. Um, back then I was a lot more, I guess, arrogant because, you know, if you don't see these things, if you don't know the difficulties and just the sheer exhaustion that it can be to just negotiate the simplest thing in this case just working out how to get home from work one day um you you just don't have the compassion um and it's not that you're a hard person um or that you're you know meaning to be malicious about things because you're not you're just not necessarily aware until it hits you or it hits someone close to you or hopefully you hear a story like mine and it does just open you up just that little bit more to understand that some people are just having such a hard day and, and you're just not aware of it. So I'd been speaking to my beautiful friend Kira who was about to put on this fabulous show over in Liverpool full of these amazing dynamic young women who were out there celebrating everything that is just amazing to be um, just to be a female and to be alive. And it took me back to my dance moments and um, how much I would drill into my students how to walk properly in heels and um, to extend yourself to your full height. Um, and I still think that this is important regardless where you are in life. Sometimes you just need to know your worth and to get through a moment, what you have to do is to extend yourself to your full height and to, you know, whether you're wearing heels, whether you're a male or female, sometimes you just need to put your shoulders at back. And as I like to say, your tits to Jesus and just strut. You just need to get that walk on, your power walk into a room, tits to Jesus and command your space. So you know what? That is what I did in that moment. I had my little stripper nappy on and I strutted myself all the way to that bus stop and I got that bus and I got myself on the train and I did message my fabulous friend Kirai who laughed heavily with me and we talked about, I wonder if they do these nappies in like, I don't know, leopard print because wouldn't that be something? Anyway, I hope this hasn't been too dark for you and I hope you understand um, where I'm going with these podcasts and just wanting to um, talk about everyday things. And you know what? If you were the person responsible for stocking those particular disposable nappies in LD, oh my God, just stop. Just stop. Go and find, I mean, I don't know. Absolutely, you should stop with them. But see if such a, a nappy actually exists that the woman advertises on the TV where you can't see that I'm wearing it. 
You know, just something as simple as that. Um, if you've got that purchasing power, please sort it out because no one should ever be stuck in this thing of, am I a toddler or am I a stripper with incredibly bad choices? Thanks for listening. I will hopefully have one of my very first guests with you next uh, in my next podcast. Um, And I believe we'll be talking about just some of the challenges of um, getting through the work days and things like that. So, um, yeah, I look forward to talking to you all very soon. Um, And of course, it wouldn't be the end of a podcast without me including the fabulous. And if you haven't got the link to this, just play it for a bit of a giggle. Uh, A bit of right, said Fred. I'm too sexy for my nappy.